So happy new year. So glad to see everyone here today. Um, you know, we officially entered into new year yesterday, I know that, and yet, I don't know about you, but I feel kind of reluctant to walk over that threshold into 2022. We were just so hopeful last year at the, on New Year's that the pandemic would go away and we'd be back to whatever life we had before that or on this trajectory to better and better that we think we're on. In our collective narrative, forced isolation, however, has shut down our regular ways of relating and operating and has driven all of us to rethink the elements of a good life or life in general. We're in a strange new land with possibly strong emotions and a languishing discomfort that we've never experienced. So when I read the gospel text in Matthew today, I related to this disruption of the Holy Family's life by the angel's announcement to Joseph. So have you noticed there's a lot of angels in the Christmas story, but they kind of turn up at weird times to, you know, people that you wouldn't guess. They show up right when Mary and Joseph are expecting to go down a certain path, right? They're getting married, um, they're engaged, and then these angels move the train tracks in a whole new direction. Um, for instance, my favorite painting in the Annunciation shows Mary. She's in pigtails, she has a blue pinafore on, little white dress, um, saddle oxfords, books in her hand. And basically what the Gabriel announces to her is that girlhood is over and motherhood has begun. That is a big change. An angel appears to Joseph when he has decided to gently lay her aside because her pregnancy is a shameful one and would overshadow his future. Angels also pick the most unlikely of newsmen, the shepherds, to tell that the promises of God became flesh and would change the entire planet. Once again, we have an angel of the Lord appearing to Joseph in this text to take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt because Herod is in a jealous rage. So I can't really imagine the fear and anxiety following this angel's forecast of young parents who now have to become refugees in a foreign land. But I can also imagine expecting one thing and getting another. It seems like that just happens over and over again now. Surely this is not the future that Mary and Joseph imagined when they agreed to this parenting thing with the angels. As one of my confirmation students once observed, however, at least they had all that gold from the wise men to go to Egypt with. Yes, that was a providential gifting for this. And yet our ideas of smooth sailing for the faithful are greatly tried by these moments in the life of the Holy Family. What were they expecting to happen? Surely being the parents of the Savior of the world would give them a life with no hardship or pain but the experience of Egypt is both painful and salvific, as they depended solely on the grace of God. Not what they were expecting, but exactly what they needed. So when I think of expectations, I actually think of all the rules that I have about life that I believe will give me problem-free days. 
For instance, driving. Like the, the students are out of town right now, so driving is not as big a deal, but I had these rules in my head about how you should drive. Everyone should signal their turn. Now, this doesn't mean I follow these rules. I'm just saying you should. <laughs> you should always signal your turn, should follow the rule about four-way stops, like who goes next, should never slow down on that inside lane of the highway, get on the outside lane, and never tailgate me. I have actually turned my mirror down right now because I feel like everyone's tailgating me. Um, and this also goes into maybe loading the dishwasher. I just feel like there's so much chaos in my life. I can only control certain things. One of them is this little box that washes things. And my rules about that are cups and glasses are on the top rack, silverware pointed down so you don't touch it coming out, no wooden handles in there, always put plates on the bottom rack. Now you get the picture, this is life according to me, right? Life according to Mary Lou. Everything depends on me managing well and making these rules known to the world. Well, the Urban Dictionary defines expectations as a guaranteed way for you to make sure that people will consistently disappoint you. <laughs> because people have their own rule books which don't co coincide with mine or yours. They've lived with the same feeling of chaos and they want to control something. But my biggest disappointments, however, really are when I don't live up to my own rule book. When I expect myself to have achieved something significant every day, and this can take many forms. I don't exercise enough, I don't weigh the right amount, not as organized as I think I should be, I'm not as friendly or grateful as I feel like I should be. I have deep regrets about moments of lack of compassion or hurt that I have caused other people. And these weigh heavily at this time from this lifelong habit that I have that maybe you do too of making resolutions. The very word means to re-solve, to solve again and again. In other words, to attempt again and again to solve the problem of me, the problem of what's wrong with me, to re-solve this with a list every year of unachievable change. You know, I think it's almost a form of violence, changing myself using only the rule of law. So once again, I'm confronted with the reality that I can't change myself because I have misidentified the problem. Let's say I do all of those online yoga classes organize my garage in my basement, relay all the instructions for the perfect dishwasher loading. Yes, there is a website that has a PDF that you can download and hand out in your own home. And I just stop driving on roads where any other people drive. <laughs> I still will not be relieved of this angst that is caused by living every day as a human on planet Earth. And why is that? Because I am expecting that I can identify what will make me feel right with the world and in the world, and I can't. I build defenses around the things that cause me to feel uncomfortable or vulnerable because I want to feel free from judgment or fear. But what is terrorizing me? It's the fear that by myself I am nothing. 
and unworthy of love. That these feelings of weakness and powerlessness will lead to pain and suffering when really it's the opposite. So I've been watching the Hulu series Dope Sick with Michael Keaton. He's a great actor and he's very good in that. And it's about the opioid epidemic. But what has really stayed with me after watching this is that in the 1990s, our collective ideas about pain were greatly manipulated by drug marketing. So as a culture, we were given a narrative that pain was wrong and we need not feel any pain, that pain was unnecessary, that we should all be living without pain, which of course could be accomplished through better chemistry. Well, interestingly, several medical communities were holdouts on this new theory of pain because they believe that pain is a sign that something needs healing or attention. You know, I think that we have carried, I know I have for myself, carried this into our ideas about God, which would be our theology, thinking that God should remove all emotional or physical pain from our lives. We have an expectation that if we are in pain, we haven't prayed enough, maybe not had enough faith. So following this line of reasoning, if I am uncomfortable or in pain, God has failed me or I have failed God. But maybe the truth is that something needs healing or that the healing process has begun. You know, this would be the very definition of sin and repentance. We feel the pain of self, the pain of something that's happening, and we want to go a new way. We want to be relieved of the burden of self, but the solution is not in us. God knows my problem better than I do. My problem is that I have believed that I am not loved the way I am. I have believed that the pain of living means that I am unworthy of love instead of that I am in deep need of the healing power of love. So as we take stock of the year behind and we look ahead to the year ahead, we do deal with our expectations of God, ourselves, and others. First, we must admit that we have expectations because we're human. Human beings are ladder climbers list makers because we believe we must be worthy of love we must do something to be worthy of that but this is the precise reason that god entered our world as jesus christ disrupting our penchant for judging by absorbing the judgment for us so we can expect to find jesus in tomorrow in every day loving you as you are healing your pain with his love because he's gone ahead of you. So every day is New Year's Day with Jesus. No list necessary because you are a new creation in Christ. So I would like to end with a blessing for the new year that Nadia Boltz Weber offered this week that I really liked. And this is what she said. As you enter this new year, as you pack away the Christmas decorations and get out your stretchy pants, as you face the onslaught of false promises offered you through new disciplines and elimination diets, 
as you grasp for control of yourself and of your life and of this chaotic world. May you remember that there is no resolution that, if kept, will make you more worthy of love. There is no resolution that, if kept, will make life less uncertain and allow you to control a pandemic and your children and the way other people act. So this year, may you just skip the part where you resolve to be better, do better, and look better. May you give yourself the gift of really, really low expectations. May you expect so little of yourself that you can be super proud of the smallest of accomplishments. May you expect so little of the people in your life that you actually notice and cherish every small, lovely thing about them. May you expect so little of the supply chain and the service industry that you notice more of what you do get, what you already have, and less of what you don't. And then just tip really well anyhow. <laughs> May you expect to get so little out of 2022 that you can celebrate every single thing it offers you, however small. Amen. <laughs>